Hi everybody, welcome back to Rate My Rom-Com. I'm Hillary Georgie. And I'm Nikki Weber. Is it Rate My Rom-Com or Rate The Rom-Com? Have we even decided on this yet? What does the website say? I think it says Rate The Rom-Com. Then it's that. So that's what we are. That's who we are. We're we're rating the rom-com. Because it's not ours. It's just, you know, the one of the moment. Eventually we'll have one. Oh yeah. You guys get ready. (laughs) Get ready. Uh, How's it been going, Nikki, before we we dive into our, our... Things are pretty great. I no longer have food poisoning. I had that last week. Congratulations. It was the first time. Thank you. It was <laughs> it was the first time I ever had it. It was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. It was an opportunity for growth. I did learn that I can't have children because of the morning sickness situation. Mm-hmm. Not about it. No, Interesting. Well, yeah. I think you're a stronger person. Thank you. You've I like come to out better so. on the other side of this. I'm food a survivor poisoning. of food poisoning. And you just made me a fish taco. I did. I'm a little bit worried that maybe you're trying to poison me so as to see how I would react. Well, you know, we need to see what you're made of. (laughs) I'll let you know. We'll keep you posted. And what's new with you? Everything good? How was your week? Oh, things things are good. I had a lot of fish tacos this weekend because I was traveling. But um, the fish taco capital of the world. Fish taco capital of the world out in California. So I'm, I'm great. I'm basically fish fish. I'm just part fish now (laughs) so that's good (laughs) and uh, other than that things are pretty normal that's great any any romantic any meet cutes happened in your life so far uh not for me but for a friend oh tell us about it yeah we went out for sushi actually and the waiter asked her out was he cute he was pretty cute (laughs) it's just it's just a romantic comedy waiting to happen for us to talk about it is and in fact we are yes Anyway, so uh, let's what 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 rom com should we talk about today, Nikki? Well, we have to talk about the one that just came out in June. Mm-hmm. It's called Set It Up. It's a Netflix original. It is a Netflix original. Back so. in our day, there mm. was no Netflix. No, we had to go to the theater, or we had to wait till Friday when the Disney Channel original movie of the month would come on, mm-hmm. or go to Blockbuster and rent a VHS. All right, so what is the movie called? Set it up. Set it up. And we open with a lot of stress. There are bosses telling people what to do. There are people being told what to do. There are assistants making shit happen. This is set in the bustling, hustling, bustling city of New, New York. York City. Similar to the beginning of Paul Bearer, <laughs> um, except for we got the stress level that is usually included in a New York scene. If it is you, the hustle and the bustle. Yeah, if less you've massage not listened music. to episode one of this podcast, you got to go Paul back. Bauer, it's about our the Paul Bearer. You have to go back and listen to it because it, it, it will set the tone for the rest of your life. God willing, it won't. But it, it, it will set the tone for what our scale is. Yes. And right now, that is that is the bottom end of our scale. Paul Bearer, very low. So low. So we'll get to we'll get to ranking this one eventually. But let's just you know dive right into the plot of this guy. Yes. So we get in. We find out that Harper, who is played by Zoe Deutsch, is the assistant to Kirsten who is played by Lucy Liu. Mm-hmm. She, Lucy Liu is a former journalist and now editor of an online sports journalism empire. First of all, shout out to Wikipedia because that's where my information comes from for the most part. Also, I did see the movie. But one thing I do <laughs> love about this is it, it's a movie. It's written by women. It's directed by women. We've got a woman working as a sports editor. I was about to say, shout out to the sports editor who is a woman. Hell because yeah. that's awesome. And the girl, like, so we got Harper. And her whole thing is she wants to eventually write – 
for this website and she wants to write stories that make people cry. She wants that hard hitting, that big sports story that just you never forget. Disney makes movies about it later. Just remember the Titans. She wants that. That's what she wants. May I say something as somebody who is in real life? Who is Harper? Yes. Writer. Oh, also, I thought of you this whole movie. (laughs) It has never once been my intention to make anybody cry while writing a story. I don't know. Not even from movement? I mean, I don't. You're just telling it like it is. Yeah, I don't need to make people cry. Like, it's not. Like, I'm not going into writing a story like, man, I got to make somebody cry crying this one this is this is it i got yankees put do some, that on their own some tear jerking moments into this epic story i did not to bring it like into a morbid weird zone i did just finish writing a story about 9 11 and well, the people yankees, don't cry at that and the yankees role in 9 11 and, and how they helped kind of bring the city back so that's a little bit emotional but it's not mine i didn't like pitch that story to be like i really want to make people cry and this is how i'm <laughs> gonna do it you know that's just not what i went into it it's thinking. a more feel-good <laughs> thing that's cool anyway that's so amazing. harper and i have a lot in common have a lot in common except for you actually started with actual writing where she's an assistant true which doesn't really seem like that's how things get I mean I've never worked in an office ever and I've never worked in the city so I don't know how usually things get done but assistant doesn't seem like a great start no especially not in a writing like if you're if your ambition is to write I don't really know honestly too many writers who have assistants even mm-hmm. even at the big papers at the big magazines at the at the big do you, you know, have an assistant i do it's my iphone <laughs> it orders you food it does just like harper had to yeah for fish tacos <laughs> it gets you those fish tacos when you need them um which is daily if you're hillary yeah so so harper is in an assistant role she's not yes. she's I think what it boils down to in the movie, ultimately, is she's a little bit scared to write, right? She is a little bit scared to write. And we're going to find out a lot more about that Mm -hmm. because some of us just let our fears inhibit us. Like Harper. Yeah. Also, Charlie, who is a 28-year-old assistant, which is like I have – I do have friends who have worked in offices in the city who worked for banks. So he works – this Charlie character, and he works for a high-strung venture capitalist named Rick. Played by Tay Diggs. Played by Tay Diggs. And Glenn Powell is Charlie. Anyone who's an assistant at 28 has no hope of moving anywhere up the ladder. Yeah. So Harper's 24, yes, right? something like that. 23. And, and Whatever. so Charlie is 28 and still in the assistant role. Yeah. Which girl raises some red flags. Huge some red, red flags. flags. That's a, that's a, you're straight out of college kind of right. summer like, situation. That's you your still, internship. That's not you your job. What are you still assisting people on? Why no, have you no, not no, no, no. finished assisting? It's just strange. There seems like other things that he could be doing that are still, yeah, that are still low, that'll still. I mean, you got to be in like an entry level trader job by then. Exactly. You You got to, you you should be. If you're in the financial world, you got, that's like the entry level job is just like baseline trader. So basically they're both hopeless. Pretty much. They're (laughs) hopeless. They have no life. And Tay Diggs is hilarious. He says he doesn't want any dinner because he's having a juice cleanse. 
but Charlie's like, well, maybe you're going to want to eat later. And Tay Diggs just looks at him like, bitch, please. But guess what happens, everybody? Tay Diggs get hung- he gets hungry. He gets hungry, hungry mm-hmm. because those things, they don't feed you. No. So Lucy Lou, who doesn't starve herself, already decided that she wanted to eat. So Harper did order food for herself and for her boss. She goes downstairs to meet the delivery person, but somehow forgets her wallet. Or is it like cash only or is there some kind of weird situation where she can't pay for it? Which is weird because usually the way that the internet works now, you pay for it when you order it. That way they just hand you your food. There's minimal speaking. There's no interaction. This is 2018. That's what this is. This is what we don't. The less eye contact, the better. Exactly. But somehow this didn't happen. The delivery man is very adamant about you know, having this full-on conversation where he will not give her food. Which is just the worst. She's not getting anything that she wanted out of this Grubhub deal. No. This and most certainly couldn't have been Grubhub, actually. And then Charlie shows up. He shows up just full of money uh-huh. and desperate because now Tadix is hungry. Because and when Tadix is hungry, you got to feed him. <laughs> so Charlie decides he's going to pay for this food and keep it for his boss. Harper says, well, there are two meals in there. Let's both save our jobs right we'll split up the meals charlie agrees this is their meet cute folks which isn't that cute but they did meet i mean they it got the job done it got the job done in romantic comedy world it's it was finished they didn't say who got which meal which i thought was interesting because i think that kind of would have made a difference once the food got upstairs to lucy lou if it was the wrong meal if it was the wrong one yeah i think harper would have been done for right then and there right then and there yeah, don't mess with food. Um, but, you know, Charlie said he wants to be reimbursed with interest because he... He's a low-level assistant in the financial world. I guess this is the only way he knows how to make money. That was it, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> what you do. So they do that. They give the food. Harper goes home to her best friend, Becca, who is just every best friend in every romantic comedy. She, she is, is blonde. The she, trope. Is, she is bubbly. She is Becca. She did the. She did a good job as far as rom com best friend roles go. She did a good job at it. You know, she was fine. She did. She delivered the lines mm-hmm. appropriately. She was uh, aspirational in so far as like she got engaged. And... She in the worst engagement ever. Yeah. Ever. They mm-hmm. went to the bed. So her boyfriend was over at the house. The house. The apartment. So they went to their room, and then all of a sudden you hear Becca scream, and I thought something horrible was going to have happened, but no. No. She got engaged. Yes. Actually, something horrible did happen. Her boyfriend proposed to her in her bedroom at like 9.30 p.m. It wasn't, yeah. So, but whatever. So, so Beck is engaged now. She's engaged. Harper's happy. I wrote in my notes, the romance is just beyond. Mm-hmm. So. And really... was Harper stood up or was she supposed to go out that night or something happened? Like, wasn't she supposed to go out on a date or something? Um, I don't know that she was, but Charlie was supposed to see his girlfriend. Oh, that's right. Whose name was Suze. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a model. Mm-hmm. And he was texting her throughout the evening telling her, you know, his estimated time of arrival. He gets there. And she says over the intercom that she is tired yeah. and doesn't want him to come up. And, you know, I've been in a few relationships. Mm-hmm. I've had the boys have come over sure. when work's over. I've never, even if I wasn't in the mood, I would never just be like, go away. Go. Right, you let them into the house at <laughs> because least. Because there's snuggles to be had. Right. Like, just let them lay there. Just come on. You don't want to do anything. If it's your boyfriend, like, I get if it's a booty call and right. that's not going to happen, but this was her boyfriend. So I was kind of confused at the time. I didn't know. 
if they were dating, but they were. I wrote, Suze is a dick and Charlie's a gay best friend roommate. Pete Davidson says so. Mm-hmm. Love Pete Davidson in this movie. Um, that very day that I saw it, I was actually thinking to myself that he's kind of like the new Andy Samberg. Okay, sure. And he kind of confirmed this by playing a gay character like Andy Samberg did in I Love You, Man. Oh, that's true. Which was a much better movie, but you know. A much better movie. Would <laughs> we call a that a rom-com? I would love to, but I guess it's not because it's just like... No. Because guys like it too much. I Let's not pigeonhole the guys. Guys Fair can enough. like rom-coms. That's true. They can. So, but yeah, I don't think it's a rom-com. No. Sorry. We will not be. This will probably be the only mention of I Love You, Man. Sadly. On Rate the (laughs) Rom-Com. Would get a high rating, though. It would, yes. Would watch again. (laughs) Five Julias. Five. (laughs) That's how I'm going to rate things from now on. I love it. Julia Roberts is our our metric now. Oh, yes. (laughs) Golden standard. Okay. So where are we in this? And set it up now. So, you know, the next day... She has to pay him back for the food. Mm-hmm. So Harper goes to work and she tells Charlie it's hard to work for a brace of and demanding boss, which I oh she was saying that it was weird that he worked for a demanding boss. And I thought it was weird that she said that because she also works for a demanding boss doing the same job. The same thing. Yeah. So one to judge there. Uh-huh. Um, Charlie reveals that Rick is a well-connected is well connected and a recommendation from him would guarantee his financial success. But I guess Rick's just been holding that over his head for was, the last five well, freaking years. Say, like, <laughs> how long have you been working for Rick? Has he recommended you for anything? I wouldn't. You couldn't even order food at the right time. No. Sucks to say. Charlie, come on. Sorry, Charlie. But Harper expresses her deep admiration for Kirsten and her desire to write the sort of sports journalism <laughs> that would make people cry. She wants people to cry. She wants to make them cry. She And she says this throughout. Um, after complaining that they have no time for their personal lives, Charlie jokes that both of their bosses need to get laid. Probably true. That's what it seems like. Harper, I mean, you'll get Becca, you look at her boyfriend, they're having sex, they're happy. They seem fine. You look at Lucy Lou, you look at Tay Diggs, they're not having sex, they're yelling a lot. Yeah, very, very aggravated. And they're hungry. Yeah, well, that would make you aggravated too. That's true. So they need to just feed a lot of things. <laughs> Satiate all the appetites. All of them. So they decide, so Harper decides that she and Charlie should Sarah know their bosses, which... She says a lot of times, and apparently he had no idea what that meant for a while. But what it means... He's a 28-year-old assistant, though, so... (laughs) He is a little slow. He probably didn't read the book. He is also, also, this seems like a theme, a terrible haircut. Oh, my God. You know, two movies in a row, terrible haircuts. And it's not even the 90s. He's got no excuse. No excuse. He kind of reminds me of a mix between... Like a young, who would I say? Young Rob Hubel, mm-hmm. just like in his face. Sure. But also Jim Parker from, was it? No, Harper from, what's that show called? The Newsroom. I never saw that. Really good show. Really? Great show. Is that the one with Jeff Daniels? Yes. Oh, okay. Aaron Sorkin Aaron wrote that. Aaron Sorkin wrote yeah, it. Yeah. It's on HBO. Yeah. Great couple seasons. Third one was okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Highly recommend. Would watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rate the Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> below west wing (laughs) yes so blah 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 
What do we got? So they have to get laid. Oh, yeah, they're going to serenade right. them. They're, they're going to set, gonna up set their bosses. it up. They're setting it up. They're setting up a setup. So let's skip ahead to the setup where they go to. They go to Titus Burgess. Burgess? Burgess? Burgess. Burgess. Yeah. Who, of Kimmy Schmidt's fame. Of Kimmy Schmidt's. He is amazing. He plays someone named Creepy Tim, mm-hmm. and that's appropriate. Sure. So their original idea for their meet cute is to get them in an elevator mm-hmm. and have that elevator stop, which is where Creepy Tim comes in because he has controls of this elevator. Right. But it goes a little bit awry because a delivery person gets in the elevator, and this delivery person apparently has no experience in elevators. No. Because Which is odd in New York City. Yeah, for, for his job person. and everything. But the, <laughs> it does stop. They do go along with the plan anyway. He is immediately claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Tell them, tell the kids at home what happens. I'm getting my other elevator story mixed up. I'm like confusing this one with you've got mail when they get stuck in the elevator and um, there's a dog, you oh, know? That was a good part. <laughs> I like that one. And that's when Tom Hanks broke up with Parker Posey. Yeah. Um, so in the elevator. Oh, my God. What happens in the elevator? So he freaks out. There's Doesn't no he dog. start? He starts crying or he something. He takes off his clothes. He takes off his clothes. And then he pees in I knew the he box peed. of stuff. I was like, there's, somebody was peeing. I can't remember if there was a dog. It was dog. two digs. No. But that was the other elevator story. Yes. So he takes off his clothes and starts peeing. And it is not comfortable for anybody involved. No. It's really gross. Mm-hmm. And they really weren't stuck there very long no. at all. Maybe like two minutes yeah and then titus bird just starts running the elevator again and he was just very pleased with himself mm-hmm. kirsten's horrified but you know rick goes along with his day yeah he just you know carries on another day another <laughs> another, another delivery person. man peeing in an elevator as usual per usual in mm-hmm. manhattan and so instead so that meet cute didn't work out Did so not. they have to come up with a plan b which is a much better one I don't know why they didn't do this in the first place. It was a Yankee game. A Yankee game. Both of their bosses have great seats that mm-hmm. just happen to be near each other. Like one row in front of each other. Amazing. <laughs> and they decide to set it up where they pretend that their bosses have meetings with other people. That right. They're like bringing clients, clients or and things. whoever. But those people aren't going to show up because they're not real. But they recognize each other from the elevator, and they end up sitting next to each other. Harper convinces the guy that works there for the kiss cam to pressure them into kissing. Point of fact. There's no kiss cam at Yankee Stadium. I didn't think so. There is at, <laughs> at, at Shea. Not there, Shea. City. There is at C- City Field has a kiss cam. Most stadiums do have kiss cams. Why don't you guys Yankee have Stadium? One? No kiss cam. I don't. I have no answer to that. I don't know. Well, get on it, Hill. I'll make some calls. Please do. <laughs> so that we can make this movie a little bit more believable. For real. Yeah. So they go on the kiss cam, but they don't kiss because they like don't, don't know, each, know other. each other. So the kiss cam eventually goes away, but it keeps coming back to them. It comes back three times. Until like, they finally. They do. They smooch. Smooch a little bit. And then they're in love. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, then at some point in this part, uh, Harper decides to go. On- oh, yeah. So since they're finally hitting it off, Harper takes it upon herself to go on a date. She meets a boy. They go right. mini golfing. Right. Because he her fine. boss is a little bit more mellow. Yes. So Harper has some, all of a sudden, a little bit less stress in her life. Just a little bit. So now she can have a little bit of a life. Just a little. So goes mini golfing with some guy she met online, correct? And, yes. Yeah. And he seems fine. Mm-hmm. Getting the bosses to actually date is hard. Kirsten tells Harper that her phone isn't working. Oh, jeez. 
When Harper calls it, it definitely works. And Kirsten yells, fix it. Right. She's because she's worried that Tay Diggs isn't calling her. So she's like, oh, my God, the phone must be broken. Mm -hmm. But it's not. And luckily, Harper knows what's going on. So she doesn't lose her job. No. She's got G-chat just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Gets Charlie on there. Slacking him or whatever. Yeah, whatever (laughs) the kids are doing now. I don't know what Slack is. (laughs) I remember G-chat, though, Uh back in that day. Um, aim instant messaging she was she was iaming him his away message was up um she gets him to tell rick to call kirsten Mm -hmm. and i guess he does because they go on some dates they do i guess she has some (laughs) t digs is saying something about not wanting the girl he's with to have a bush so oh right they have to set it up so lucy lou gets a bikini wax or something you're like it was her idea yeah what the hell yeah, that was the weird, um, not so feminist part of this movie, mm-hmm. where I was like, "What you doing, girlfriend?" Yeah, why does Tay Diggs give a shit about your also, hair down there? Also, I would just imagine that Lucy Liu has a perfectly wonderful vagina. I I bet she does. Probably one of the best, top five for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> you don't need you don't, no need for any don't mess other judgment. And that's not to. I mean, Tay Diggs is probably great too. Absolutely. I would say probably in the top five. Oh, you know, yeah. You know. Definitely. He's got the voice of an angel. I was about to say, he's got that. He's got he's a very nice face. Slam and bod from all the starvation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That juice cleanse is working for him. So well. So, you know, these two should be hooking up. They should. And they do. And they do. Uh. Eventually they have a fight, right? And then Tay Diggs is drunk and has something about, like, I see you. Yes. And get, they get drunk. Mm-hmm. They do have a fight. Mm-hmm. And he talks to Charlie, who gives him advice of things to say. Right. Which is where the I see you part comes right. in. Because like, he remembers all the people things just, that Harper Girls say. just want to be seen. They want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Tay Diggs like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, doesn't matter. Just say it. Just She'll say wet it. her pants. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And which it is worked. what happened. It fucking <laughs> He went down to her office. And then he went down to Pound Town. Mm-hmm. And so they are dating for approximately three minutes before Jay Diggs proposes. Yes, they <laughs> organize a weekend getaway mm-hmm. for Rick and Kirsten. And they go to Nantucket. And they do that so that Harper can go to Becca's engagement party. Correct. Which is a BFD. Mm-hmm. Um, she does not have a date because mini golf friend stopped calling her back jerk she was a little desperate though i guess she was kind of all over that she she meant well i mean look she's she's 23 she just wants to make people cry you know that's all she wants she (laughs) doesn't get to make her cry and then she'll know how to make other people cry. exactly so she does um go to the party with charlie well so first she goes to a a different party with charlie right yeah and pete davidson and pete davidson they go to like some barbecue and and charlie and his girlfriend suze suze aren't really getting along so great they're like ignoring each other kind of and then so when harper is going to leave for what's the best friend's name becca becca so harper's the most best friendy name ever so harper is leaving to go to becca's party she doesn't have a date because mini golf guy's not calling her. So Charlie's like, oh, I'll go with you. Yeah. And it's cute and it's nice. And, it's you know, super cute. It's a nice but earlier person. in the movie, Pete Davidson did tell Charlie that the reason Suze was a bad girlfriend is because they couldn't have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's just something to keep in mind for later. Right. And also, it's in the back of his head. Yeah. That's why things aren't going great. That's why they're mostly not talking to each other at this party. She's got nothing to talk about. Right. Yeah. So they go to this party. They're having a great time. It's an unforgettable evening. Mm-hmm. 
I had a great time too. I wasn't even really there. They were dancing. And then Harper declares that she needs pizza. Right. So they get some pizza. And then once they get back to Charlie's house, he's like, we have to go in through the fire escape because Pete Davidson's having big gay sex all over our Mm -hmm, apartment mm -hmm. and we cannot disturb disturb the big gay sex. Can't do it. God forbid. (laughs) I don't know why he doesn't just go in his own room or why they can't just enter the apartment as you normally would but anyway this is you know vital to the plot that they climb up this fire escape holding this pizza pie and she's freaking out because she's drunk she wants the pizza he is holding it up not in a very secure manner no to be fair new york pizza is the best pizza oh yeah but i mean they are a little bit overselling this pizza yeah it's not that important and he's just you know, I really thought he was going to drop it, and I he mean, didn't. No, I mean, when you're climbing up a fire escape, you need pretty much all of your extremities and your faculties, and to be carrying a full-on pizza—not like a slice of pizza. This is a pizza pie. You got a box. It's awkward. You can't even like walk normally with a pizza box because it's so big. So to climb up a fire escape, of course that pizza box is gonna fall, but it doesn't. I have that's a the magic for of the you, rom-com. Hillary. Yeah, tell me. You are I going bouldering with a pizza box. Oh, I'm into it. Yes. I love it. I don't know if you have to have pizza in it because, well, I just want to see if you drop the box itself. Right. We'll start with the box. Okay. Then we'll add pizza slices we'll as you go. We'll just keep making it more and more challenging. Yes. I love this idea. Yay. And then you get to eat the pizza at the end if you don't drop it. Yay. Yes. Oh, man. Top of the wall, get a slice of pizza. So if you didn't know, Hillary is a rock climber. Nicole is as well. She came with me one time. I, one time. <laughs> I am an expert. Yes. But you know who is an expert is Charlie because he doesn't drop that pizza. And they're both just like, okay, so here's the worst part of this whole movie. Please tell me. I don't have that issue where like I don't like when to hear people chewing. Okay. I don't have that. That is a thing. People really hate it. For sure. But they amped the sound on them eating this pizza. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God, gag. Like, I get it. Like, you're You're enjoying this pizza. But like, we know. That's not what pizza sounds like in a mouth. <laughs> I didn't get it. I hated it. I felt like I was watching Ari make out on The Bachelor again. Ooh, or or what's painful. his name? Josh Murray. Ooh, just lots of slurping. Painful. There was just too much sound where there just shouldn't have been. Too much mouth sound. So the sound editor for that moment could have just turned it down a little. I don't mind if there's some sounds. I don't mind. Like I said, not an issue for Nikki. Right. Not my problem. No. But that was over the top it <laughs> it ruined the whole movie for me no it was just it ruined pizza for a minute yeah well i got over that one but you know so they enjoy the pizza um, oh yeah she declares it's the best meal she's ever had in her life which is an overstatement but anyway i you know what i don't know i don't know what harper's eaten in her life maybe it was i don't i'm not gonna judge her she's never eaten anything louder i'll tell you that <laughs> It was the loudest meal she's ever had. Definitely. Um, but More like a nom-com. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> that was the best joke I've ever made. Um, anyway, they come back from vacation over in Nantucket. And nothing, okay, so let's be clear. Yes. Nothing is happening between Harper and Charlie. Like, nothing. They're not, like, feeling up on each other. You can see that there's some chemistry, but... You can see that they know each other. Right. <laughs> that they've met. But other than that, you're like, all right. Yeah. Cool. Like, they do talk a lot. They have a pizza, and then Harper leaves, and that's it. Like, they don't hook up. They, nothing happens. They do confide in each other, and I don't have this in my notes anywhere, but I will just share it here. 
is this is when she's telling him Harper's telling Charlie like that she has not written anything right but that she wants to be a writer sure and her writing dreams and then he which makes sense and he tells her his dreams which is just to have a good recommendation even though he doesn't seem to plan on leaving 20 his year old <laughs> anyway so she it has aspirations to be a writer and has yet to write anything at all not a damn thing okay and he just is you know 28 and an assistant and somehow not living in his parents basement somehow somehow (laughs) Somehow he's doing better than our friend david schwimmer in the paw bear (laughs) only slightly more ambition Uh uh-huh so rick and kirsten they come back they tell everybody that they're engaged. They introduce Harper to Charlie because they have they're like, now that we're engaged, you two should you guys know each should other. Know each other now. So that's amazing. And Tate Diggs is doing all of this because he's trying to get back at his ex, right? His he's ex trying to make Kiki, who his is engaged jealous. So it comes out pretty quickly that, you know, he lets um Charlie know that he would like Kiki to have a save the date mm-hmm. for the wedding. Very important to him that Kiki knows that he's getting married. And Charlie was very nonplussed to hear this. Yeah. Like he was kind of he took a, he took some offense. He he froze his brow behalf, on behalf of I guess Lucy Lou and womankind. I don't know. Mostly just Harper, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But he was a little he was slightly bummed out. But you know he goes along with it and he is fine mm-hmm. with the whole idea that Rick is going to keep trying to get back with Kiki or at least keep seeing her right because they did have to like get her a present or something as right. well yes. so there was that meanwhile harper is just so happy that mm-hmm. they had a successful setup that they put two people who belong together they together. fell in love this is harper's like oh my god look at these two people we did such a nice thing and charlie is feeling a little bit guilty she's like i've never written anything but i could not write a better love story than this <laughs> even if i tried and charlie pops that bubble yeah Charlie's like, actually no, no he doesn't no he keeps um, he keeps that Rick's himself secret for a little bit but Harper finds out because she, she ends up going into Char- she goes to Charlie's desk to get something for him yes as one does and mm. she picks up the phone as one also does and here's Rick having phone sex with Kiki yes and so she kind of corners Charlie into admitting that he knew about this all along and she's not pleased by that. Not at all. No. So she's she's trying to figure out what to do, and Charlie seems pretty like, well, obviously we're just going to keep this right. going. Let this go, because our lives are better now because they're together. So Harper is like, but you're a bad person. And, and doesn't Char- Charlie finally get a promotion? He does get a promotion. So good for Charlie, I guess. That's what he wanted. Yeah. This all going, everything's coming up Charlie. Mm-hmm. But Harper tells him that he's a bad person and he tells her that she's pathetic because she didn't write anything. Mm-hmm. He gets his promotion. Mm-hmm. She goes and tells Kirsten as much as she can before right. getting fired. Right. Because, you know, it's not cool what Rick is doing to her. No. And, and she admires uh, Kirsten very much, even right. if she is a bit hard to deal with a little bit. A little like demanding. She, yeah. And, but that. You know. That's the job. That's, That's the, the job. name of the game. But she overall has a lot of respect for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lucy Lou says, girl, you're fired. So mm-hmm. she goes home. She tells Becca how she hasn't written anything and she can't get another job. And Becca's like, write a bad story. It doesn't matter if it's just a good story. Write just write anything at all. Write. Literally just put a pen to a piece of paper or, you know, fingers to a keyboard. Again, it's 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, you got to write something to be a writer. How do you find inspiration, Hill? Uh, that's a good question. 
um, through talking to people, I never really go into a story that I'm writing with any preconceived notions of how I want the story to go. I go into the story with an idea of who I want to talk to and I have questions that I want answers to, but I never necessarily ask all the questions that I have because when I'm talking to somebody, I like to just have a conversation with them as opposed to a line of questioning. So I'll ask what I'm most interested in and then see where that conversation goes. Awesome. And then kind of let the conversation take me where it leads, which as a writer, the best advice I've ever read or received or gotten is just to let the story tell itself. Mm. And that's what I do most of the time. So I'll let the story tell itself. I'll let the subject tell me the story that they want to tell. I'm not going to lead them in any way. And then I just write from from what I'm what I'm hearing and I do some research before and after the fact to fill in some holes, find some follow-ups. Pretty I don't know. That's my system anyway. Well, Harper doesn't do any of that. No, Harper is not. She's a that. one woman mission <laughs> and she just writes on her little notepad by herself. Mm-hmm. But whatever, she wrote something. She did. Which was great. Which is all you need to do to be a writer is to actually write something. That's all you gotta do. Literally the easiest thing you could do. It's so simple. Charlie takes Sue's to an expensive restaurant and realizes they don't love each other. Mm -hmm. She has no depth. No. They can't have a conversation. They can't. How do you even get that far in a relationship? I don't know. They were together for a bit. A a while, at least. Longer than like the lust period Mm -hmm. usually allows for. Right. But not long enough to get just an entry into her home. No, I don't. (laughs) Their whole relationship is very strange. Yeah. So Charlie and Sue's no longer a thing. They break up. He's a little rude to her, I think. Because it's not her fault. She's like dumb. Like she's, that's her life. That's just who she is. Yeah. He's, again, a 28-year-old assistant. He's well, one to talk. So <laughs> he did get a promotion, so whatever. He didn't know who Sarah now was. Mm-hmm. I found that out through Muppet Babies. It doesn't take that <laughs> It's not that hard. Come on. Somehow he re- he just grows all of this moral fiber. It mm-hmm. just happens. All of a sudden. All just happens because he realizes it's nearing the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needs to get it together. Yes, he's got to get with this girl. That's he what does. this whole thing is about. Yes. Yeah, so he runs to the airport. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Rick and Kirsten are going to get married, right? Yes, they because they, were going they, on their they wanted to have a wedding as soon as possible. Yes, so they were going on to a destination wedding. They were. I also just want to point out that in this time, Harper's writing and her friend slash roommate is encouraging this. Not get a job. No, because bills aren't important. No, and millennials don't have student loan. To pay and as we know, rent in Manhattan is very reasonable. It's so cheap, <laughs> especially for their big, beautiful apartment. Uh-huh. So there was just no pressure. She's writing her story, blah, blah, blah. Take your time, girl. It's all good. Um, but yeah, Rick runs to Rick. Charlie runs to the airport mm-hmm. and he tells Kirsten, well, confirms just Harper's story. Right. That Rick is not a good guy. And shows some examples. He's in bachelor terms, not in it for the right reasons. That's right. And Rick just is not here to make friends. No. So he's pretty upset about all this. Right. Charlie lets Kirsten know that he doesn't know a damn thing about her and that he knows everything about her. I think it would have been an excellent plot twist if Charlie and Harper never ended up together at all. But... 
that he had just wooed Kirsten by oh, running that into that would have been great. How great would that what be? What a twist that would have been. Huge. Oh, man. And then the job he would have had. And then meanwhile, Harper still never has a job again. Right. Homeless and, you know, and not in love. Then she's crying, but for different reasons. So many different Eating pizza loud. Mm-hmm. Crying loud. Mm-hmm. Becca's just giggling in the side. Man, that would have been a good movie. It would have been a much better movie. <laughs> Things need to be a little less predictable. Yeah. Um, but that's not what happens. No. Kirsten does call Rick a douche, though. Like a douche tool or something, and that made me laugh. That's true. Yep, that happened. And um, so she does not marry him. She doesn't. She does not do that. And instead offers to read what Harper writes. She did. Because she wanted nice Harper to come back and be her assistant. And Harper was right. like, no can do. I'm a writer now. I write now. <laughs> now I write. <laughs> and luckily she wrote her shitty story. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten read it. And I've offered to help. And as she's leaving that day, Harper sees Charlie, who's been there. She's, he's been called there by Kirsten. Mm-hmm. They realize that Kirsten's attempting to set them up. She set it up. She set it up. Charlie reveals that he quit his job. Although it didn't... I mean, I think it was more of a mutual leaving kind yeah, of situation. I don't, I don't think he was going to be like Rick's assistant again no. after he spoiled his would-be wedding. Yeah. Anyway. Rick did go to his house. Not really to... He kind of apologized, but he also said that he wants to try to get back with Kiki for real. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, uh, Charlie hands him his Kiki files so that he can learn some shit about mm-hmm. the woman that he used to be married to. Right. You and know. then Pete Davidson comes out of his room, sees... <laughs> Sees Tay Diggs and it's like, hey, Rick, which like, I don't know. I've li- I've had roommates. I've got like I have one now. My fiance. Right. I wouldn't know his boss if he walked in here. Probably not. You know, no. like I, I didn't I didn't understand why he would know yeah, exactly why who do he you is. Know Rick? But he does. And he hates him. And he throws, I guess, like a milkshake or some mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. some sort of liquid on living some the kind dream. of drink. Yes. He living throws. the dream. You throw something on a high powered douche tool mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've all had that dream. We have, but usually it's someone that has personally affected us and not the person that we live with. Most most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. But whatever. But he does it. (laughs) Anyway. It was a great I still think it's the best part of the movie anyway. I think so too. Pete Davidson for the win. He was just hilarious the whole time. Mm -hmm. That was about it. Um, but he does that. So Charlie is now outside the office where Harper is coming out and And he he tells him he's quit his job and now Mm -hmm. he works as a temp. He's 29, and he's essentially fucked for life. <laughs> he is. He jumped off the ladder. He is now a 29-year-old temp. He so is. Really but Ryan was a temp. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got to be CEO, and then he got a drug addiction. Uh, yeah, and then he worked at a bowling alley. So there's a lot going on for Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Harper. And Harper. Who wrote that one. Who's a writer now. Story. <laughs> they realize, oh, so earlier at the engagement party, Becca had this whole speech of just like, I like you because I love you in spite of. Yeah. So Harper and Charlie here have that kind of conversation where they're just kind of like only talking about the negative things. About the things that they don't like about each other. And yet. And yet. They just, they love each other. They, they do. They somehow do. And then they make out. Mm-hmm. And that was quieter than when they ate pizza, <laughs> somehow. Which is unusual. Really unusual. If you watch The Bachelor, you should know this. <laughs> um, there's more slopping. Dang. So much slopping. And that's how they decided to fade to black. And that was set it up. That was set it up. It was 
okay, I guess. I would give it a 5.5 in terms of like a number scale Mm -hmm. just because I don't want it far away from the midline, but it was a, I've seen so many bad movies that I can't put it exactly at the midline or lower yeah yeah i would probably give it like two and a half julias right <laughs> if you're doing five julias you know if there's five julias yeah, you give it two julias. and a half julias absolutely <laughs> on the on the scale we came up with last week where paul bearer was obviously the lowest you could be i don't think it can get worse than that but and like you've got mail we'll as the highest yes it's like in the middle you know yeah. it was a, a pretty standard Especially because they had the rom-com. elevator thing, so right. there's a call yeah, to that. A little call to the to the classic rom com. If you could have taken anything out of this movie, uh-huh. anything that didn't need to be there. Oh jeez, yeah. What would you pick? If I could take something out of this movie, I don't know. I feel like I just didn't get Sue's. You know, <laughs> as a character, I just like as a person, as like he didn't need to have that relationship. Mm. Like he could have just been a sad twenty-year-old assistant. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't make sense to me that he had this girl to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, like had any? I don't. Nothing about Charlie really made sense to me. <laughs> not his relationships. Not his job. Not his living situation. Not his living situation. Not why he couldn't just walk in the front door of his house when his roommate was having sex. Not his hair. Like it's not like he's your roommate's having sex behind the front door. He right? might be, but if he is, but then even like, still, you can still walk into your home, right? And you can just be like, "Oh no!" and then be weird about it, and then go to your room and eat your pizza. Exactly, like just like everybody else. Just you know, do one of these cover your eye things and just walk on by. You so don't have simple. To, it's not that hard. We've all walked in on like roommates having sex. That's what college is. Yeah. So, what about you, Nick? What would you? What would? What? What did you like about the movie, and what did you dislike about the movie? What did I like about it? <laughs> Tay Diggs is handsome. Tay Diggs is that he was actually the first thing I was going to say. Pete Davidson, I love. That mm-hmm. was a pleasant surprise. I like that they did have a blonde, bubbly best friend. They had to have that, and they did. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that Becca was so freaking smart at her engagement party because she went from being just a complete dingbat to having like this really deep, amazing speech. I thought it gave. was a cute speech. It was it a nice was. speech. You know? I just didn't think that she needed to deliver it. Maybe her <laughs> dumbass fiance who proposed in his room. Yeah. Things I would have taken out. Definitely the pizza munching. Mm. And also just that whole scene again, yeah, with the whole going up the fire escape. It just seemed unnecessary. Unless they were going to drop it and make some kind of drama right. happen there. It was, why are we spending 10 minutes up this fire escape? Why? It's not like it even led to anything. It led to them eating pizza in his bedroom. And then she left. Like they didn't have this romantic kiss on a fire escape or no. anything. Nothing happened. No. Except it lacked they chemistry. Went up fire escape mm-hmm. but that's what made it such a like middle of the road kind of movie exactly it was just like all the predictable rom-com tropes that you would find and you know honestly there haven't been too many of those recently no so i was a little bit glad to see it exactly you know yes. it was a nice callback to a, a, a better, better time, time. <laughs> <laughs> where the rom-com was ubiquitous yes I can follow along. You know what's going to happen. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, two and a half Julia's, five and a half stars, whatever, whatever it is on that scale. Mm -hmm. Very, very mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely mediocre. Solid mediocre rom-com. Yes. 
So, so what should we what should we watch next? I don't know. Do you want to do a classic next? Let's watch a classic. Which one? Ooh, let's go through a list. Let's, let's do talk it. About it. Let's let's, let's find one. It. So we know, like, we could watch. How far back do you want to go? Do you want to go nineties? Do you want to go eighties? Ooh. Mike said that we should watch Sixteen Candles, but I don't know about uh, that. Sixteen Candles. I'm not feeling Sixteen Candles. No, not right now. It's not time for that one yet. How about My Best Friend's Wedding? <gasps> my Best Friend's Wedding. That's Speaking a of the Julia. good one. The yeah. Julia. Let's do a Julia. Let's do a Julia. I really like that idea. I love it. All we right. can do that one. I love Let's that one. Let's do My Best Friend's Wedding then. Yay. Oh, I ha- I'm going to have a lot to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Is This Okay? Uh-huh. Oh, man. I look forward to it. So All right. if you want to hear our thoughts on My Best Friend's Wedding, tune in next time. It's gonna be great. So much fun. We're gonna we're gonna rate Julia on the Julia scale. Oh, how fun! Oh my god, it can only be great. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.